0: Britain is weighing its next moves in the Gulf tanker crisis as a recording emerged showing the Iranian military defied a British warship when it boarded and seized a ship three days ago. Prime Minister Theresa May's office says she will chair a meeting of Britain's COBRA Emergency Response Committee on Monday morning, UK time, to discuss the crisis. Little clue has been given by Britain on how it plans to respond after Iranian Revolutionary Guards repelled from helicopters and seized the Stena Impero in the Strait of Hormuz on Friday, an apparent retaliation for the British capture of an Iranian tanker two weeks earlier. Possibly little clue has been given because they don't really know what to do next. To discuss this, I'm joined by a University international relations expert, Dr. Robert Patman. It must be fascinating watching this at a far remove, Robert.
1: Good morning, Kerry. Uh, yes, it's, uh, it couldn't really come at a worse time for the British. No. Because, uh, their relations with Europe is strained yeah. because of Brexit, and the uh, relationship with the Trump administration has also undergone some strains recently. Although Mr. Trump is confident that's going to improve rapidly with. Boris, Boris Johnson, Johnson about to become mm. prime minister.
0: Yes, I mean it will all. I mean they've got, they've got a leadership vacuum really at the moment. As you say, relations with Europe are strained, even though there was the accord with the European nations and Iran. What happens to that? It looks. I, as, I
1: think all the evidence so far is that France and Germany have given uh, the United Kingdom uh, rhetorical support. Mm. And Mr. Trump, for his part, is also standing by uh, his British ally. But um, it's fair to say that Britain, Germany and France fundamentally disagreed with Mr. Trump's decision to withdraw from the Iran nuclear deal, which was signed Mm. in 2015 Mm. by Mr. Trump's predecessor, uh, Barack Obama. And uh, Mr. Johnson, who was foreign minister, um, until July 2018, he was one of the foreign ministers and, that was dispatched by the EU to try to persuade uh, Mr. Trump not to withdraw because it could lead to precisely the sort of situation that we're we're seeing now. One of the reasons the Iranians have become increasingly belligerent is because they've been affected by the consequences of the US withdrawing from the Iran nuclear deal. Yeah. The Americans have adopted following America's withdrawal from the Iran nuclear deal, they've adopted a policy of maximum pressure. And uh, um, what that means in practice <clears throat> is that Americans have uh, applied sanctions, intensified sanctions against the Iran regime. And that has reduced Iran's ability to sell. And it's critical for the Iranian economy. It's mm. it, its oil. And uh, the Europeans have been seeking a way round american sanctions and uh, so far the attempts by the british the french and the germans to provide iran alternative revenue streams mm. which are unaffected by the impact of american sanctions haven't worked and i think this attempt uh it is re- it is retaliation as your introductory remarks mm. suggested because a uh, Uh, a a, a iranian tanker was detained in Gibraltar with thanks to uh, British assistance. But it's in retaliation for that. But it's also an indication on the part of the Iranians that are very frustrated that their economy has plummeted, has dropped its revenue into the Iranian economy, has dropped dramatically since the Americans withdrew from the Iran nuclear deal. And they do not believe that the British, the Germans, and the French have done enough Mm. to it, provide an incentive for Iran to stay in the, the nuclear deal.
0: It's also unsettling around domestically, isn't it?
1: Yes, well, you know, you, the economy's in, in, in real dire straits at the yeah. moment. Uh, rapidly spiralling inflation. This is a big, powerful and sophisticated country. 80 million people, about 60% of the Iranian population. It might be slightly higher than that, actually, Kerry, but at least 60% of the population, 25 and under. Um, and in a sense, Mr. Trump withdrawing and taking a, uh, from the Iran nuclear deal and taking a policy of undisguised confrontation towards the Iranian regime has actually played into the hands of the hardliners. Something which uh, Boris Johnson, when he was foreign secretary, pointed out to the American administration, but they ignored him. And in a sense, um, it, what we may end up is the worst of all worlds here. The uh, The Iranians effectively abandoning the nuclear deal. They're in the process of doing that, I think. And um, because they feel that the economic incentives, which had previously been in place so that it wouldn't have to develop nuclear weapons, are increasingly being eroded by American sanctions.
0: What's going to happen to the British merchant shipping you know, going backwards and forwards in the Straits of Hormuz, which is an incredibly important and busy um, oil transit
1: point, isn't it? It is, and one thing we have to keep into take into account here, and this may this won't be, you know, pleasant listening for Brexiteers, but the Royal Navy is a relatively small fleet these days, mm. and uh, as the Defence Minister Tobias Tobias, Tobias Elwood said the Royal Navy was now too small to manage the UK interests yes. around the globe. And so um, it's not so much it's being negligent in protecting its shipping, it's just that it only has so much defence capability to do so. Um, and, you know, this is a reality. And this puts Britain in a difficult spot because it means, does it rely increasingly on the Trump administration? Yes,
0: and it's going to force uh, and, it to, and, isn't and, it?
1: And sort of position itself... As an American sidekick, that would be very unpopular in the United Kingdom because Mr. Trump is unpopular both in the in the centre of British politics, certainly on the left, and probably and, and to some degree on the right. There are, of course, those uh, people uh, who, are basically, backing Mr. Johnson for becoming Prime Minister, who want a close, an even close relationship with the United States. But I don't think they are the political majority. And uh, Mr. Johnson will have to take note of that when he gets into power.
0: Well, yes, but I mean, if they can't afford to look after their own interests, and they can't—I mean, they, they don't have yeah. the capability to do so—they're going to have to find an ally. And it's almost like they're being forced to join forces with the US.
1: Well, you know, this was always the this was always the logical diplomatic consequence of of leaving the EU. Yeah. Britain, as a country of sixty five million had multiplied its assets by being part of a large grouping of 28 liberal democracies. By withdrawing, uh, Britain will just become another country with 65 million people. And I think one of the concerns here is that British sovereignty has actually been diminished by taking steps to leave the EU. And to some extent, uh, it's all very well talking about going global by leaving the EU, But this is badly the developments such as we're seeing around uh, the Straits of Hormuz, where Iran has seized um, a London registered super tanker, is I think um, blowing a bit of a hole in such claims uh, that Britain can go global after leaving the EU. And uh, this is going to lead to. It's not easy to see how this can be resolved, Kerry, because Jeremy Hunt, the current. Um, foreign secretary of britain has said he's ruled out a military solution um, and says they want a diplomatic one but it's difficult to see given the reasons that the factors we've just described how a diplomatic solution can easily emerge from this situation at the moment i think many british people and certainly some politicians find the current situation quite humiliating but to some extent um Britain has not done itself any favours with some of its uh, diplomacy in recent years.
0: No, and and there's a time frame on this. I mean Britain has to come up with a diplomatic response soon otherwise it looks it looks yes. it, it looks, it looks think, like the dead yeah. duck
1: it is really. Well, I don't think Britain's in a position to t- unilaterally take military action against a country no. of 80 million people. No. Uh, the economy in Britain has been in a downward spiral since 2016 um, and uh, that's another thing you see. The promises of Brexit are not being delivered. Britain's economy was supposed to take off after the promise of going it alone. Well, uh, unfortunately for Britain anything but that is happening. Something like a trillion pounds worth of assets have left the United Kingdom in the last 18 months. More are going to leave in the in the future. So, Um, it's it's difficult to see. Um, The the situation is not ideal from Iran's point of view either. Iran has to be very careful here because I think the French and the Germans will back the British, not because they are extremely irritated by Brexit, but they realise that they they have no interest in Britain being left to side exclusively with the United States. And uh, I think the British and the Germans and the French do agree on one thing that is that the iran nuclear deal was the best way of preventing iran getting nuclear weapons so i expect the french and the germans to throw their weight behind the british providing the the british stick to the goal of trying to get iran in uh, you know more engaged with the iran nuclear deal than sure. it has been recently
0: I thank you so much for your time and your expertise. Uh, That is Targo University international relations expert, Dr Robert Patman. Fascinating times. There should have been a plan B because everybody knew that uh, Donald Trump hated the deal with Iran. He was going to do his level best to get out of that as soon as he possibly could.